keep on talking in the free world. Good to see Darren in the house. What's up, Darren? This is Talk That Talk, the official live fan reaction call-in show before and after every Toronto FC game. Uh, we're in Real Saint. Uh, we're playing Real Salt Lake tonight, Rio Tinto Stadium. I know someone put out there that we haven't won an X amount of games at, at Rio Tinto Stadium. These type of stats are irrelevant. Like these are new players, new starting eleven year over year. I don't even know why people bother with these type of stats. Like the the team name, the emblem, the logo, what have you. Like that's all the same. Other than that, there's no relevance to that. There's no relevance to who uh, Real say Real. Real Salt Lake, pardon me. I can't get it out of my mouth. And who T- they're starting 11 or TFC starting 11. How are these stats relevant? Anyway, a lot of nonsense. Just looking through a few things before I got into it this evening. A lot of nonsense out there uh, about going into tonight, too. People complained about Bradley saying, where's Prezzo? Why is Bradley playing, playing where's Prezzo? Anyone who says that is a fucking idiot. So... Michael Bradley is our workhorse stopper, ball collector, and he's been that, and he's still fulfilling that duty. So what the problem is? I have no idea what you guys are talking about. We'll do a little recap of last week. Didn't know if uh, three four two one formation. Thanks, Darren. So here's what I wanted to say. Darren, if you know this, please drop it in the comments. So here's the thing that's irritating to all of us is that, you know, Toronto FC puts out on their social media what the starting 11 is, but we don't know the formation and we don't know who's playing where. So um, if you know, Darren, please drop it in the comments and let us know where you found this. That's one of my pet peeves. And then the score, when they eventually put out their lineup and their formation, it's always fucking wrong. And then, and then the game starts, so I don't understand. It's all confusing to me. But a quick recap of last week is that, so we played uh, NYCFC, got the 2-1 victory. Quite a bit to talk about in that game. So, listen, I've said many times on Talk That Talk over the last I don't know, three, four games saying that, you know, our big deficiency was in the midfield and that was our greatest area of opportunity as far as creatively, you know, providing opportunities for Jesus who likes the ball fed through on through balls. He can take the ball any which way, to be honest, but he does like the balls being fed through. He makes himself available with good runs. He runs between the defenders and he creates the openings in the lanes for the midfielders to distribute. And I've said many times, you know, Osorio is growing in confidence. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. He's been distributing more creatively with Team Canada than he has ever done traditionally with Toronto FC that I've ever seen him anyway. And he's not burning the house down with distribution. Although, listen, I give Osorio nothing but love and he's playing phenomenal he's playing at the he's playing the best soccer of his entire career there's no question but as it applies to toronto fc specifically he's been distributing more than traditionally he's done in the past he you know he did 
say many times early in his career that he is a goal scorer. That's what he wants to do. That's where his heart lies. And then you put him on the field, and he doesn't fucking score any goals. And he doesn't seem offensively aggressive. He doesn't take a lot of shots outside the 18. None. None outside the 18, to be honest. And so then he kind of regressed to a stopper and a workhorse, but a stopper. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if it's just with age or he settled in or he found the sweet spot or, you know, Herdman may have something to do with this. Uh, I don't know if Vanny really contributed to this because I didn't really see, I didn't really see that in the end. Okay, so here, sorry, here we have Darren saying, hey, Zeus is going to be up top, Petrasso and Pozuelo in the middle, Schaffelberg, Osorio, Bradley, and Thompson. Well, uh, I guess triangle up top with uh, Jesus, uh, Petrasso, and Pozuelo. Petrasso and Pozuelo playing ahead of the midfielders. Schaffelberg, Osorio, Bradley, and Thompson in the actual traditional midfielder midfield. And then uh, I guess similar to last week, I only saw I didn't see the whole game last week. I have to be honest, so I just saw the highlights. So O'Neill, Salcedo, and McNaughton, MGK, I like to call them, and then U two Bono in the. Uh, in that. Thanks, Darren. I appreciate that. I, w- I would also appreciate if you put in there where you found that um, because I'd love to know. That's something that has eluded me. So going back to Osorio distributing is that that's something he started to do. MLS app. Perfect. Thank you, Darren. Appreciate it. So that's where I'm going to have to go moving forward to get the uh, actual formation. I really do appreciate that because that's something that, Jesus, I mean, Toronto FC doesn't even put it out. TSN doesn't put it out. Uh, the score doesn't put it out. Like I said, the score puts it out, but incorrectly. So, uh, Osorio has started to do that more and more as first Team Canada goes. And then it's trickled into his Toronto FC performance. And it's been a plus. So, our, again, our biggest concern going into this season it was that we have no creative mids. And I wasn't against the moves that they did not make, meaning that we didn't go out and get a designated player for a creative mid because you have to see what you have with the team that were growing from the from the youth perspective and then from uh, Jesus. And then of course, when we bring in Insignia in the summer, like, you know, we have to see how all this works before we put that together. So I was all for that. I think Bradley, Bob Bradley's done a fantastic job in assessing how we're going to approach this. So Osorio's done, you know, last game going back to the NYFC game is that first goal, you know, uh, oh, sorry, before I even get into that, Pozuelo was the other concern. You know, Pozuelo is a defensive-minded midfielder. We're paying him to score goals and create goals, and it's still insane to me that he won the MVP. Not that he didn't deserve it, because he did, but that that is the same person that we're looking at, you know, after that we've been looking at after that season. So I know that he's been injured. I know that he's had marital problems and I know that he's halfway across the world, uh, you know, to where he's used to living and so on and so forth. So anyway, he's a defensive minded player when we want an offensive minded player. Now, even him, there's been glimpses, 
There's been glimpses, a couple games with a couple give and goes, a couple runs into the box. And, you know, even though it was off to the left side where he created that one goal, I can't remember who, I think it was Jesus that might have finished it, but where Pozuelo was way off in the left corner flag almost and then crossed the ball over instead of playing it back was a quick cross in and it resulted in a goal. So, again, offensive minded, quick distribution, and he can float balls and he's talented. He's skillful. There's no question about that. He's skillful. So, uh, we saw that from him, albeit out of position. So, now we get back to the NYFC game. That first goal, that was Pozuelo, took the ball on the right side and then quickly looked to send the ball up the field, you know, quickly, which was encouraging. And then who received this? Osorio. Osorio received it, opened up, head up. Jesus makes himself available with the run in between the defenders, creates the opportunity, creates uh, the lane for Osorio to distribute. And Osorio can do it if he wants to do it. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was picture perfect. Osorio head up inside foot, you know, threads the needle, puts it through to Jesus. And listen, Dom and I have talked about this before. I wish Dom was here tonight. Unfortunately, he's not. Uh, maybe we'll catch him on the post show. This is Talk That Talk, the official the official live fan reaction call and show before and after every TFC game, 30 minutes before and immediately after. And we're playing Real Salt Lake tonight in Rio Tinto Stadium. And I don't give a fuck about the past record and also the fucking nonsense about what we did or we didn't do. It's a brand new starting 11. So we've talked about how Jesus likes balls. He likes them. He can take them any which way. He can take the crosses. I don't know. We've seen a couple garbage balls. I don't know if we've seen an actual conversion on a garbage ball, but, you know, he can take balls any which way. But he also makes his runs and he makes himself available, and it appears as though the, the, the way he prefers to take balls is making his runs in between defenders, creating lanes, and looking for distribution played through to his feet, and he'll give you a quick finish. And that's exactly what he did. He received that ball from Osorio, opened up, boom, inside foot fire post, quick immaculate clinical finish and it it was a beautiful thing all things came together now if we start getting you know dare i say if we start getting offensive creative midfield distribution and i mean it seems obvious enough to say because osorio and pozuelo are playing the central midfielder positions however as I just said, is that, you know, there's been a lot of area of opportunity for them to create in that midfield position. If they start doing that, coupled with all the other things that we have going on, which we'll chat about in a moment, phone lines are always open, taking everyone's calls. The questions are to anyone uh, that's participating in Talk That Talk and any Toronto FC fan, like some of the questions are, what do you consider a successful Toronto FC season this year? Me personally, I can, to me, a successful TFC, we're all, yes, you can be unrealistic some year, but with the ability that we've shown with the starting 11 that we have, even with injuries, 
There's no reason to believe that we cannot have a winning record and be in the mix for the playoffs by the time Insignia arrives. And if we're paying Insignia as the highest paid player in MLS, I believe the stat is, is he the highest paid player in the history of MLS? I don't know. I believe that's the stat. If it's not, it's our highest paid player regardless. Is that it stands to reason that I'm expecting a run for the MLS Cup. Obviously. How could you not? Right? You want to compete for the MLS Cup. That, that seems like a realistic expectation to me. What does everyone else out there consider a successful Toronto FC season? That would be the first question I would ask everybody. The second question, and again, the phone lines are always open. They stay open. Please call in. Let us know. What would you consider a successful Toronto FC season? The second question I would ask would be, is that where is the biggest area of opportunity in our starting 11? Currently, and then also knowing that Insignia is en route in the summer, where do you feel the biggest area of opportunity is? That's the second question. And the third question for today I would say, I mean, we can ask so many questions, uh, you know, every week. The third question I would ask today is, do you believe that Bono can take us to wherever we need to go to meet whatever expectations you feel that you have for this team? So, meaning this season and seasons moving forward. He's very young. So, number one, do you th- what are your expectations for this season, and do you think Bono can take us there? Number two is that what are your expectations for the upcoming seasons, multiple seasons, with Insignia being signed to a contract here? And is Bono the keeper to be able to fulfill those expectations moving forward? This, these are the questions that we're asking. Phone lines are open, taking calls for everyone to give their answers to those questions. The second goal, again, we have Pozuelo offensively. You know, he he crossed the ball in. Or, I'm sorry, it was the free kick. It was Petrasso faked the free kick, and then Pozuelo took the free kick. And then, although it was an own goal, my boy MGK, McNaughton, I call him MGK, got the blonde hair going, gives a little MGK vibes to me, so I'm rolling with MGK. MGK makes the run. You know, he's playing, he, he's a defender. He's making the run. He's aggressive. He's up. He's in the air. Didn't go off of his head. It was an own goal, but... I believe if it hadn't got off, gone off the defender's head, he would have got a piece of it and buried it anyway. So that's where we are. And then we gave up the late goal. I, I don't, you know, I don't know if that was necessarily anyone's fault. I'm quick to blame the defenders for not marking. I'm quick to quick to blame Bono for not being on his toes. But I mean, here was a ball that was played. It was from far out, right? It was it was well outside the 18 on the right side. It was a cross in. And the cross was kind of, you know, it, it appeared to me McNaughton was, well, he was goal size, and it appeared as though he was marking his player. It's just that the ball was crossed in and it was laid back a little bit. So the striker came back to meet it a little bit, and it was a beautiful finish, man. And then Bono, you know, he's a, he, he's a reactive type of keeper. Again, I've said this a million times, he's not Ocho. But, I mean, that's the type of keeper he is. Uh, Kaylor Navas um, from Costa Rica, also, uh, he, he's a reactive goalie. So is Ocho. So is Bono. 
obviously not near as good as those two keepers, but that's the way he plays. So those two keepers get exposed when it, you know, they have to play other ways than just immediate reacting, immediately reacting to a save. Uh, and I love both of them, especially Kaylor Navis. Uh, but, and Ocho too, but Kaylor Navis is, uh, I think a class above Ocho in my opinion, but for this one, striker sort of dropped off McNaughton a little bit. McNaughton got to it, MGK, and then uh, it was a great finish. You know, somewhat. I don't know if it was low per se, but it was you know a little bit low. Near post, Bono made a play for it, didn't get it. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not necessarily blaming the defenders or Bono on that one. Bono, Bono, whatever you're calling them, you too. So we go to tonight. This is a big game. You know, because here we are, Philadelphia, last time I looked, they're winning tonight. Philadelphia being the number one team in, in the Eastern Conference, and they were winning one nothing the last time I looked. And we're playing Philadelphia next week at home. So this is a big game for us tonight to be able to get a win, try to get a win. You know, we all felt like their record, I think, is 3-1-1. One, one. Five games played, ours is 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. So... um yeah, even though they only have one loss, I mean, still, we're only one win behind them. As far as the starting lineup goes, here's, um, let me just go back to this for a minute, as far as, so, this is what we talk about. We talk about, so, you know, moving forward, we're going to go recap, you know, intro, see how everyone's doing, bring everyone in, take everyone's calls. A recap of last week, then we get right into a starting 11 for this week. Jesus up top, like I said, you know, he, he's proven himself. Jesus really has. Now, we haven't seen him. We haven't got 20 big games yet, so we can't expect to, you know, see him perform in big games when we haven't played in big games. But everything he's shown us, you know, he always does the right thing. He makes the right runs. He can finish any ball that you give him. I think he's been phenomenal. Petrasso has been lights fucking out. This is someone, you know, that uh, has come on the scene. Officer on the scene. Officer on the scene. And, I mean, show it up and show it out. distributing, taking players, first of all, two-way player, work ethic, tenacious, aggressive, physical, doesn't go down. I said to Dom a couple weeks ago on Talk That Talk when he someone was hanging on to him, pulling his jersey, you know, Brazilian Ronaldo style, YouTube it. Petrasso was just carrying that motherfucker with him and would not fucking stop. Finally got the call, but no pissing and bawling and dropping to the ground. He was dragging that guy all the way to the fucking net if he had to. Then you're talking someone that can drop back and play left back and stand up. Then you're talking someone who plays wide, overlaps, makes runs, crosses balls in, swings balls into the far post, cuts them back top of the 18, takes players on 1v1. You know, split the defenders in one game, split two defenders, looking to attack. The one thing, again, that I continue to repeat that's missing is that, so all those things being said, this is a tenacious, physical, hardworking, two-way, aggressive, heads-up, offensive-minded, hungry, young, 
I want my spot and I'm never relinquishing it player. But why isn't he bagging a ton of goals for us and unloading a ton of shots? Because all those things add up to that. Because you have him on the wrong side. He has to play the right side. He's proven that he can do all the things that you want him to do. But what you haven't given him an opportunity to prove is that, so I believe that he will give you the same crosses from the right side. And I say he's proven everything that you need him to do because he does cut in from the left side. He's proven that he can cut. He takes players 1v1. But when he goes in, he doesn't really shoot because I don't know how good that right foot is. It doesn't seem like there's much there. So you put him on the right side. He's proven that he can still give you the width, still give you the two-way player, still give you everything that you need. But then I believe he's shown enough from uh, just uh, – Attacking 1v1, dribbling players, cutting in, cutting out. I believe he's shown me enough that if you had him on the right side, he's capable, even though they know he has to cut back and use the left foot, he's still capable of bringing players wide, taking a 1v1, cutting in, unloading from outside the 18 with the left foot, or crossing balls far post, or even bringing them wide to the corner flag and then cutting back and just crossing balls right in the box. Put him on the right fucking side. For the love of Christ. Dominic Pizarro is in the house. I'm happy to see Dom. Eight minutes still time. Come on in, Dom. I've been waiting for you. Here we go. I think we're okay. Did we get the lineup? Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Did we get the starting lineup by chance? We did. So here's what we have. Now, uh, my boy Darren was in here earlier. Apparently, he's saying that on the MLS app, they show the actual correct formation, which was a revelation. And I'm happy to hear it because on Twitter and everywhere else, we just get the players. So here's what he the players are correct. And here's what he's saying the lineup is. So we got Jesus up top. We got Petrasso and Pozuelo and like, I guess, playing in behind uh, Jesus. So I think we're looking at a triangle here. Now I'm going the players are correct, but I'm going by his quote from the MLS app formation. Then we got in the true midfield, Schaffelberg on the left, Osorio and Bradley in the middle, Thompson on the right, and then back three, O'Neal, Salcedo, and McNaughton, who I call MGK. And then you got U2, Bono, and Net. Quick question for you is that, did, like, so I, I haven't had time to look sort of through everything. Is Pozuelo injured? Not that I'm aware. Yeah, so I don't understand that move, but um, I wanted to get your quick thoughts on, I know we're tight for time, but I, so I just did a recap of last week. So what I was saying was this, is that I've been pissing and balling all season or and even coming into the season, and I think rightfully so, we're lacking creatively in the midfield. However, we have to give credit where credit is due, and last week on that first goal, I said, you know, Pozuelo took that ball, looked forward, gave it to Osorio, he opened up, heads up, Jesus made himself available. I actually spoke about you saying that, you know, Jesus really makes, he likes the ball at his feet. Uh, runs through the defenders, makes himself available. Uh, Osorio put it through beautifully, beautiful fucking feet. And Jesus does what he does. He opened up, immediate, immaculate finish, inside foot, fair post. That was perfection, that first goal, Dom. It was, it was, it was. And he put one, I think he might have had one over the bar. Um, yeah, I mean, he got one good look and one, or one, a look and a half and scored a goal. <clears throat> um, yeah. Dude, I, I just thought, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> I think Io 
Ayo's going to have a hard, hard time working his way back in if this guy's bagging goals. Uh, I agree. No, no one's take so. There's no scenario where he comes off the starting eleven. Impossible. He, he's he's just that spot is solidified. They're going to have to work around it, perhaps. I'm interested to see if Darren's correct on the formation. If we're working this triangle, how that would work. But I guess my big thing was that. Uh, and then we have Petrasso fake the free kick, and then Pozuelo take it, and then McNaughton made the run, even though it was an own goal. McNaughton still made the aggressive run. Yeah. So right, so once again, yeah. we had Osorio and Pozuelo, our biggest area of opportunity, in my opinion, both contributing again another week in a row offensively from the midfield. If that continues, well, big things ahead for us while we wait for Insignia. Yeah, I think so, and I think uh, I don't, I don't. I don't know if we'll get exactly what we want out of Pozuelo in that position, but I think we'll get more out of Pozuelo than like this is, he needs to shine. Right. So I I think, but I don't know if it's going to in the end, what Bradley wants or what we're going to want. You know what I mean? Like we don't need two carbon copies of, you know, we don't need a slightly big, a better upgrade of, of of Jonathan Osorio in that position. That's just me talking. Right. No, you, you're, you hit the nail on the head, Dom. I think you're exactly right. And I think you're right is that, you know, uh, although I'm optimistic about what I've seen, I think you're right is that, you know, we're, I don't think we're going to get what we want from him ever. Truly. Yeah. I, I think, uh, and honestly, when Azinia comes, I would think that Pozuelo's got a hug closer to the right because you don't want to, you don't want to have all the defenders on the left. You're going to want to free him up. So I think, we're going to see something different, even with Pozuelo. Maybe Pozuelo and, and um, Jesus will be on the right side working together, and then Insignia and maybe Schaffelsberg, um will be on the left. Like I, I just, I, I just, I can't see Pozuelo going too tight uh, to Insignia. He's going to want space, right? Yeah. So let me throw this out here. We have four minutes left. So here's that's interesting foreshadowing as well as far as when Insignia comes back. So I've been so Petrasso first of all is just a complete fucking rock star. I, like I just sang his praises for the last fifteen minutes, like we've been doing week in and week out. But I have been crying for the fact that you have somebody so offensively minded, so aggressive, such a two way player, one v one player, always looking to attack, relentless, physical, not going down, and we're not getting goals, we're not getting shots, and I believe it's because they got him on the wrong side so I, and now we got if we got Schaffelberg now healthy which is great and then we have him playing you know left wing back is that when are we going to see Petrasso move to the right side for two reasons one the obvious is that I think you're not going to lose anything from him and you're still going to get the crosses but you're going to get the shots and then two it's impossible when Insignia comes here Schaffelberg, Petrasso and Insignia cannot be all on the same fucking side it would be insane no yeah, 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 yeah. I, you know what? The kid's young enough that maybe he can um, slot in and still play defense, right? Like, he, I think he has played defense. So I think you can maybe, you might see him play either one of the wing backs <clears throat> to some degree, right? And, and, and I think it might be a while before Jaquille comes back. So you might see him slot in there. Um, yeah, man, the, guy, the guy's worthy to be on the pitch. <clears throat> he is. I mean, I can't I can't say enough things about him. Everything that I look for in a player he has except and and, and the thing that frustrates me the most is that 
the one thing that I look for in an offensive player that is rare, and I talk about week in and week out, is the shots outside the 18. And I believe he has that inside of him. We're just not giving the opportunity. Great point you make about, so maybe that's the spot for him. Maybe that's the best of both worlds. We get him on the right side, and they get him in the wingback position, and you got him playing uh, Shaquille's spot while he's away. Uh, with two minutes left, I want to give you a little a little twist here. So we're talking that talk. So I was saying the other night on another show is that. So if we're talking that talk and they're on the field, who's going to walk that walk? So who's our who's our player for tonight? Each one of us on who we think is going to walk that walk tonight. Who you got? So uh, I mean, playing? the starting eleven they put out. No, I'm sorry. No, yes, Pozuelo. I'm sorry. No. I, I don't even know how I said that wrong. Jesus, yeah, Petrasso and Pozuelo in the middle. I'm sorry. Yes, he is playing. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, my understanding uh, uh, is uh, Salt Lake doesn't give up a lot of goals, right? They're pretty stingy. So, And it is altitude, right? So um, I think your best player has got to be your best player. So I, I think if for us to unlock this team, I think Pozuelo's got to shine again. And, uh, and I'm, I'm thinking Pozuelo and Jesus again. <clears throat> Probably two of our best players. I, I don't know if the young, like the young kids and, and the speedy guys, will be um, as much of a factor in altitude. Like I just think maybe they haven't played there as much, uh, and, and maybe they might slow down as the game, um, you know, comes gets later. So I'm thinking the, the, the older seasonal guys that know how to play at altitude will 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 fare late well better later in the game. So. Okay, fair enough. And just as we approach eight, I want to give you my two. So I know it's hard. Like maybe we'll go with three guys and moving forward in the future because I know it's hard to pin it down to one. So I'll go with two like you want to. I'm going the other way. I'm going with, I think, two people who have proven themselves week in and week out, and I can't even think of a bad minute that these guys have played. I'm going Schaffelberg and Petrasso. They have yet to falter, in my opinion. You know, Schaffelberg going all the way back to last season. Petrasso is... Um, the the fucking guy, like you could just go on forever a day about the guy. Uh, after, like even despite the altitude, two way players, high energy, never never seem to the cardio seems to be limitless, and both of them super attacking players. Those are my two guys. Yeah, yeah, I I, I can't that's, you can't go wrong really. I think Petrasso's been in probably involved in sixty percent of our goals in some way or another, even a even a faint off of that goal kick. He was involved with. Um, he's, you know, taking corner kicks. He's doing all. He's doing all kinds of stuff. So, um, you know, muscling his way into the lineup. And I, you know, maybe on the road, a little bit of a little bit of his energy might might push us through. Let's hope that all these things come together. I mean, it's they're going to need it. I think Salt Lake is doing well. If I'm not mistaken, they're in the top two in the West or top three in the West. Yeah. So I was saying is that so they're three one and one. We're two two and one. And then, so one 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 behind, but yes, so they're doing well over there. And I was also saying that, I don't know what the score is now, but when I started the pre-show, Philadelphia was winning tonight. They're first in the East, and but we're playing them next week at home. So, I mean, it's an important game for us. It's a little bit of a crossroads because let's yeah. let's say if Philadelphia wins and we win, yeah. um, then, you know, we got to keep pace, I guess is what I'm saying is that. Yeah, yeah, and we're and we're gonna run into Philadelphia next week, and they're a juggernaut. Yeah, so you know you got to think that you're know, you're giving up points to some to somebody, so you got to steal you got to steal these ones. Um, I know we're starting now, but I just want to ask you a couple other things while I got you here. So another question I asked, I asked two more. I asked 
two more questions. I asked three questions, but the one question, first question was, what would you consider a successful season for TFC this year? That was my question, wondering what people felt as though, what would they deem this season as a success? What would we need to accomplish to have it to be a success? I think you need to make the playoffs. I think the young guys got to feel that. I think, uh, and you need and you need to make uh, Champions League. So you need to win the Canadian uh, Championship. Like that would be a success, right? So that puts you in in line with true growth, right? You get the growth of having a playoff year, so the guys get to feel what that feels like, um, and and, um, and making the championship, the guy, the Champions League. I think you're gonna you're gonna need that going forward to to make justify Insignia being here all next year. But I think this is a building year, but I still think you need to make the playoffs just because it, you need that. That's part of your build, right? That's part of your, you. You got to, you got to see what you got so you can get rid of, you can unload some of these guys. Cause I think we're holding on to some, some things that for too long that we need to hammer out. Like, are, are we going to keep an Akello? You know, it, 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 there's, there, there's different pieces to this puzzle. Like is IO sticking around or is he gone? Um, you know, like these, these types of pieces, are, are you going to deal? Are you, what are you going to deal? What are you going to keep? Cause they're still holding on to spots. And I think they still have one international spot, if I'm not mistaken, and a ton of money. So I think you need a playoff run to see what you got. And, uh, that's, that's my take. Just make the playoffs and see how far you go and get the experience and champions league. Yeah, I agree. I think so. I, I didn't get as in depth as you, but I like it. And I said, but I did say, uh, basically, I said that you need to be in contention. I said, there's no excuse for this team not making the playoffs. And you certainly need to be in contention for the MLS Cup. Whatever happens, you know, will happen. But there's no excuse not to be in a playoff position when Insignia arrives and then to be able to push forward and get into the playoffs. So we agree there. Second question I had was uh, for this season to meet whatever expectations that we're setting. So you've set out your expectations. And then for the season's to come knowing that Insignia is going to be here and knowing that you know now there's money involved is Bono the keeper that is going to meet our expectations this season and for the foreseeable future I, I, I love the guy's loyalty man he shut his mouth when he wasn't getting starts to um, all those years he really was quiet um, unless you go and get something that's like unless you're pulling the trigger on something that's truly truly fabulous um, I, I think you hold on to them and, and work with other pieces until you until you're like something's fallen in your lap and you can't deny it. That's my take. Just because he's he is, I mean, as a goalkeeper, you want a guy that's truly loyal, right? To take a bullet for you type guy. I think he's the guy. Um, I I have a, I disdain every single time he distributes a ball. I feel like every single time he distributes a ball, that's not he's not using his arms, and you can watch it tonight, Shane. It lands on the other team's foot. It's not even like a 50-50 ball sometimes. Like a 50-50 balls, you, that's what you got to account for those, right? But some of these balls are landing right on, on the other team's foot and just coming right back at us. Um, and, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, a stat where he's, he has the most shots in the whole league. Well, he, he's partially to blame when, when you're releasing a ball and it's coming right back at you. Those are easy shots on target. Teams are going to, you're not set up, you're going forward and, Teams are going to come right at you and try to, you know, get one get get one on you, right? Because you're you're even backpedaling at that point in time. A lot of times, um, that's me. I mean, if you, unless unless you absolutely love it, and it's a perfect fit. I think you you hold on to them. Um, there's word on the street that Borean wants to come back to Canada. 
he's older, but if we're making a run into Champions League or something, maybe maybe it's something that you kind of hold on, you, you know, you reach out and you get. It's yeah, I think I think we're along the same along the same thought process as far as Bono. I think that uh, he creates a lot of his own issues. To your point about distribution, also, you know, fundamentally, you know. He lacks some of the fundamentals as far as understanding when to come off the line, understanding the waiting on which foot, and to be able to position himself to pivot off of. And also, you know, simple keeper 101 is that when you're, you know, when you're saving a ball, if you can't collect it, to push it off to the side. And he, like, this is just a conscious thing. He just seems to let it ha- let it do whatever it does when he saves it. And oftentimes it goes back into the six and, and creates the second opportunity. I liken him to, like, he's a, he's a, he's a reactionary keeper. Yeah. And I know that I said this on the pre-show before you came in that, you know, Ocho, I love for Mexico, Kayla Navas, I love for Costa Rica. These are reactive keepers. Now, obviously they're leaps and bounds above Bono, but mm-hmm. as great as they are, and Kayla Navas being at the top of the food chain is that, that's their problem too is that they can react they have good reflexes and they can react to balls that are in close proximity to them and and quick you know quick on the draw but when it comes to like positioning yourself and laying out and making the conscious you know leaping save as keepers they they fall short and and bono fucking falls super short on that but that's the issue but to your point he's too young He's too young and has been good enough to just cast a, cast him away, right? Because I, I he, yeah, and, and and at some point, I mean, if he is, he's not asking to leave. Like he, I don't, I don't think he's asking to leave. I think he really understands how how you know how, how great this club is. So he's not asking to leave. So you know, and unless unless he gets unhappy, you don't never want your keeper to be unhappy. You hold on to him. Yeah, we we agree. We agree on, on I think in a perfect scenario, although I don't know how it would shake out this but I'll still say to me. I'm still going to shit on him. <laughs> yeah, and, and so we should, right? Like, I guess I didn't really answer that question when I posed it to everybody, uh, but I guess if I was answering it, do I think he's the keeper that's going to get it done for us in the end? No, I do not. Would I get rid of him? No, I wouldn't. But it's going to be, you know, it's going to be, you have to put some fancy, pull some fancy footwork off to be able to get him to agree to stay and go back to a backup keeper position if you brought someone into his age because he's already done that dance so i don't know if that's going to happen but yeah. the last question i i put out there and i think the game i don't know if the game actually started at eight but the pre-show started at eight so we're going to go in a second no it's the game the game started it, it's uh but it's uh we got we got terrible ca- ca- uh looks like we have some terrible camera angles tonight uh today shane uh, unless it's unless it's just the start that they started uh, okay. off with but Okay, so I'm, I gotta go. I, I don't. I don't have it on right now because yeah, I'm. Go, go, go. But let me. I'm gonna ask you the last question. So the third yeah. question I asked was that, as far as our starting eleven, just in general, and knowing that Insigne is coming in the summer, mm-hmm. what is our biggest area of opportunity to 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 improve our starting eleven to be able to move forward for this season and the years to come? Not saying that a move now is imminent, but the point is, where's the biggest area of opportunity in our starting eleven from what you know about our players that we have in the system, our current players, and who's en route? Um, that's difficult. Just because I was going to at the beginning of the year, I would have said a, a speedy midfielder uh, to replace Richie, right? But we got Pedrasso came into play. Um, 
I, I don't know if I don't know if our center backs are still like a season, like a whole season ready. You know what I mean? We still got young guys, so I would still probably say a center back because Mavingo, they're not giving a minute. So I would still say you got to settle that that position, right? Because um, all the other positions, you got some young, fast guys, and you got to give them a chance to 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 make their way. Yeah, you make a good point in the fact that it's it's tricky. You're right because it's a long season, man. Like. It, there's, there's a lot. You're right. Like, I mean, there's the unknown factor, but although the defenders have, have, you know, we've looked good, relatively speaking, considering the fact that, you know, we have, uh, you know, it's just all brand new back there. So, um, but you make a great point as far as is there longevity there? You know, time will tell. I, I think mine would be I'd have to stick to the same same thing I've said is that even though I just got finished, you know, giving credit to Oso and, and Pozuelo and rightfully so, is that we need a true we need a true creative mid that that really can just receive a ball, open up, pick his head up and distribute. Like we need that. That that needs to be a priority. Uh yeah, you don't, and you don't know how low Insignia is going to play sometimes. Like, he may drop back and, like, launch in looping balls for our strikers. So, who knows? They might play that out a bit. Um, oh, Shane, you got to go turn on this game. Okay, <laughs> we had, so... We uh, almost did. But, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm here. If you're around afterward, yeah, I'm around. I'll Actually, be here. I'm, I'm, totally, I'm totally around. I'm totally in. All right, until then, keep okay, on talking in the free world. Later. Yes, Bye.